Partly cloudy and 14 degrees in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 9 o'clock and I'm Ryan O'Donnell. Calgary Fire Department remains on scene trying to determine what caused a massive fire in Arbor Lake this morning. Crews were called to the community around 4.30 a.m. following several calls to 911 reporting flames coming from multiple homes and cars in the area. Several witnesses reported hearing explosions as well. Officials confirmed three separate vehicles and houses were engulfed in flames when they arrived. Eight people were evacuated and one was taken to hospital for minor injuries. CFD does not know what caused the fire as their investigation continues. Calgary police are searching for evidence in relation to a death this morning in the Hamptons. Around 3 a.m., police were called to a home in the 100 block of Hampstead Close Northwest, where a man in his late 40s was discovered deceased. Officials say evidence at the scene points them to believe the death was not of natural causes. The homicide unit is investigating while an autopsy is scheduled for tomorrow. His name has not yet been released and anyone with information is asked to call Crime Stoppers. Regina RCMP says meth-related offenses has increased since 2015. And Regina police say it's the drug that's driving crime rates in the city. Health officials also report more people are coming into treatment centers with crystal meth addiction and are staying for longer because it's a difficult drug to detox from. Cybel Scapo says her life in Regina three years ago was hell. She was addicted to crystal meth, crashing wherever she could and robbing people in order to get high. Now off meth and living in Edmonton, the 29-year-old mother says nobody seems to have the answers needed to begin to solve Saskatchewan's growing meth crisis. The province says it will spend millions more this year to create more treatment beds, but the NDP opposition says the government needs to form a special crystal meth strategy in order to deal with the rise in addictions. More news in a moment, but first, 770 CHQR helicopter traffic. I'm flying over the southwest still, taking a look at traffic on 14th Street and Southland Drive. Construction has the southbound right lane closed off, so just a heads up for this one. Right now I'm seeing light volume in the area. This sale is so big it can only be called Leon's Mega Sale. Save up to $1,300 on select mattresses. Your last chance to save big. See Leon.ca from the 770 CHQR Traffic Helicopter. I'm Taya Eason. An evacuation order and alert is in place for a large area in central British Columbia due to a out-of-control wildfire. The regional district of Bulkley, Nechako, issued a state of emergency Saturday night and ordered people to leave an area near the community of Lejac, about five kilometers east of Fraser Lake. The BC Wildfire Service says the fire was discovered on Friday, May 3rd, and as of Saturday night, it was estimated to be about 260 hectares in size and was considered to be 0% contained. 25 firefighters, four air tankers, and several pieces of heavy equipment have been deployed to fight the fire. Canadian Forces troops are helping residents fill sandbags and prevent more flood damage as possible in the eastern community of Pembroke. The city declared a state of emergency on Thursday as rainy weather had pushed the already swollen Ottawa River to the brink. However, Mother Nature had a little surprise in store with sunny skies yesterday and no rain in the forecast for today. But that is expected to change as the work week kicks off with a rainy Monday, which brings the threat of historic flood levels back into focus. Rob Westgate, the Canadian Press. A, Mian, a Myanmar National Airlines plane managed to land safely at Mandalay International Airport without its front landing gear. 
In a statement, the airline said the plane was coming from Yangon, circled the air traffic control tower twice for staff to check if the landing gear had come down before the pilots decided to make an emergency landing. Miraculously, the pilot managed to land the plane without any injuries. Passengers scrambled to evacuate down the emergency slides. All 82 passengers and seven crew members were declared safe. The Toronto Raptors and the Philadelphia 76ers have one of the most competitive series in the playoffs. But tonight, it comes to an end. Teams face off in Toronto for Game 7 of their series. The winner of tonight's game will go on to face the league-best Milwaukee Bucks in the Eastern Conference Final, who comfortably defeated the Boston, Boston Celtics in their semifinals. Global News, Calgary weather, partly cloudy today for a good chance of thunderstorms this afternoon. Despite our rain, our high will be 21 degrees. Tonight, our high will drop down to 9, but you can expect thunderstorms to carry on throughout the evening. Tomorrow, partly cloudy for no rain and a high of 18. It's 14 degrees at 9.05. Breaking news when it happens. Our next scheduled update at 9.30. I'm Ryan O'Donnell. You've changed. Good, good morning. I am not Merle Coombs. <laughs> My voice is a little high-pitched for Merle's. My name is Joanna Chudy. I'm the Landscape Design Consult at Spruce It Up. And we have a beautiful Mother's Day show for you today. I'm joined by my trusty co-host, Kath Smythe. Good from morning. The, <laughs> from the Calgary Horticultural Society. Welcome, Kath. Thank you. How are you doing? Good. So um, I'm excited for today. I think we're going to have lots of callers. The weather is great. It's Mother's Day. Um, what's going on in your garden? What are you doing these days? <sighs> well, I stripped off a bunch of winter mulch and I've seeded and I moved all my plants around and I started on the vegetable garden with a great nice. deal of help from Marigold, my dog. Yes. She's <laughs> what very a beautiful always... name for your dog. <laughs> <laughs> and she's... She's very interested in what's going on on top there. Yeah, yeah, digging and sniffing oh, in that. Yeah, yeah. she what's the new? first, you know, she digs holes. <laughs> that so. sounds like a dog, eh? Yeah, oh, yeah. I have kids who do that, so yeah. <laughs> they're not quite as furry, but yeah, cool. Well, hey, we already have some calls. Should we get right to it? Yes, let's do All it. All right, we are going to talk with Jean about potatoes. Good morning, Jean. How are you? Uh, hello. Hello, Jean. You hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, first of all, I was at Spruce It Up, and I was so happy to see Rocky the Cat still yeah, alive. Yeah, <laughs> Rocky is still kicking. He's like our mascot. He's awesome. Yeah, I love that cat. <laughs> you didn't live with him the first few years. <laughs> <laughs> he likes his treats and naps. Yeah. Don't we all? Yeah. <laughs> okay, now I've got uh, three garden beds. They're four by eight. Okay. And I want two of them I want to plant potatoes. Number one, gold. Mm-hmm. And uh, Norland. Okay, two really good, dependable choices, yeah. Yeah, and uh, the thing is, uh, the scabby uh, potatoes worry me. Mm. I bought some uh, of that uh, copper spray. Okay, where are you getting your potatoes from? Well, I just got them from the box store, but they were a good brand. Okay, um, that can work. I For me, with potatoes, I just make sure my source is uh, certified, you know, that I'm not going to be uh, inheriting any issues with uh, infected potatoes. So. I think they were from a, 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 a very uh, good company. Okay. okay. And what I did is I, I got them very early because if I wait too long, uh, when they're in the boxes or bags, the, the sprouts start to break off and everything else. So I, I spread them all out. Anyhow... What are your thoughts, <clears throat> excuse me, on that copper spray? 
I'd be a little loath to use it with the potatoes because of the copper element in it. Okay. Why, why the scab itself? What are you using in your soil? Just whatever I had in Somerset. Okay. Um, the, the problem with scab, it usually occurs when there's too much manure in the soil. Yeah. So, well, I don't, yeah, I don't have any of that. Now, I don't, <clears throat> in summer, okay, I've been here for about almost 20 years. Yes. And the soil I have is what the, uh, the original, I think it was a pasture or something before. Yeah, they just- so there's exactly. the manure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, so the manure brings that bacteria that and then that causes the scab. the scab. Okay. Have you added fresh compost in recent years? Yes, I have. But the thing is, my compost would be uh, mostly grass clippings. Ah, you've got too much nitrogen in there then. But I haven't done anything for a year. Okay. And do you rotate where you plant your potatoes? I have very limited space, so maybe, you know. Okay. Well, what I would consider is going back to spruce and buying some bagged compost Mm -hmm. and using that and mixing that in. The copper spray will affect the taste of the potatoes, and it isn't necessarily good for you either. No, there's a skull and crossbones on it. It kind of scares me. Yeah, yeah I wouldn't know. <laughs> I, I would rather see you spend the money on compost. Okay, and how, mixing. how about the big yellow bag? Oh, yes, absolutely. If you need that much, yeah, by all means. Yeah, I need quite a bit because I'm going to put in about another six inches of soil on top of what I have. So Good plan, and that's the way to go is to get some good composted soil and put it on there. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So... Uh, I'll just go on the internet and get the yellow bag. Yes, you can get that at the at the Spruce It Up as well. You can just come to the store, call in, and arrange for a delivery. And you can do it all over the phone, or you can pop in when you're picking up more potatoes or more supplies. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what is the what? Is, do you have any idea what the cost is? Um, I don't off the top of my head, and then <laughs> it would depend on where you're at in the city for delivery and that. But the oh, store I mean, will have that all. This, okay. Yeah. Okay, great. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Gene. Thanks for the call. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Okay, that was a good question. Starting us off with veggie gardening right away. That's what you and I talk about a lot, right? Yes. (laughs) Cool. Okay, you know what? I think we've got time for another call before first break. Let's go to Joyce. She's calling about Golden Elders. Good Good morning, Joyce. Good morning. Happy Mother's Day. Hey, thanks. Same to you. Yeah. My Golden Elder. What do Mm. I do with it? Oh, what are you having issues with it? Well, um, no, but should I trim it back now? What size or? is it? Pardon? What size is it? Oh, it's huge. It's huge. Okay, so <laughs> yeah. it's it's happy. It found yeah. its happy spot. <laughs> yeah. Um, you can trim elders back now. Um, if you you might lose some of the blossoms if you do it now. You could wait till fall. But oh, okay. elders, especially, it sounds like yours is is a happy one. I yeah. don't think you can do much damage to them once they've found their sweet spot. You can you can cut them back to whatever shape you want. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Okay. Okay, Well, that was easy. Thanks, Joyce. Have a great day. (laughs) Bye-bye. Great. We also have a text message with a beautiful picture from Carol, and she's asking about her lawn. Um, She had a company come through and do some dethatching and add some fertilizer, and it looks like it was done when the ground was too wet because you can see the tire tracks from the aerator. (laughs) Um, Geez, that, and it's a big lawn. Carol, that's a tough one. So the question is, what is what does she do now? Kath, what do you think on lawns like that? Looks well, like- I'm looking at it and thinking, well, I can see the tire marks. Yeah. And that's what I was thinking. Oh, my goodness. And the least they could have done is gone and dethatched crossways yeah. across so it. I think you can see all the lines running parallel there, yeah. Carol. I, if, 
I guess my advice would be to try and get it, maybe not the same company, but if you've got a thatch rake, um, just go perpendicular to those lines where the aerator right. wheels went, and then you'll pull all that old thatch out. Um, we've got a really fantastic fertilizer, lawn fertilizer at the She's center. She's used Green that. it up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not sure if she used the green it up. It looks like the yeah. com- whatever the company had on hand. So the green it yeah. up uh, lawn fertilizer is really great because of the phosphorus content. So phosphorus will focus more on the roots of your of your lawn um, mm-hmm. instead of sort of just trying to give you green leaves all the time, which is a bit unsustainable. You want a yeah. really healthy root system. That's right. And then you you'll start to notice you'll have less weeds. You'll have less issues with pests under the lawn. Um, so that would be my advice. Try and get it thatched again. Um, go perpendicular to those lines. And or then, not even a heavy dethatching. Yeah. Just get it raked just the other way out. just to yep. change the... It's like raking a, a rug and getting the nap going the other way. There you go. So if you pull it off <laughs> go the against other way, the grain. go against the grain, it'll help. It'll probably go. help quite a bit. And we're getting into new grass time anyway. The grass is... Now that we've had water and heat, yes. I think we're going to see some seriously green lawn. Yeah. This is what everyone's excited about this time. That's right. right? Everything's getting green. Okay, so that should help with the lawn. Um, One more call. Let's go to Ken. He's an he's inherited a wildflower garden. Oh, fun stuff. Good morning, Ken. Well, top of the morning to you. (laughs) Thanks for calling in. You've got yeah. What have you inherited? (laughs) Well, I the previous uh, owner left this cedar uh, planter there, uh, four by four. And it's quite, they still showed me pictures. It's quite lovely, but they just left it. They never did anything with it. And okay. I'm unsure of what to do with it. Like, do I, do I pick the, the, the old flowers out? Like what do they just fall into the ground? I'm not a gardener. <laughs> you they, can tell. Um, <laughs> the, you might. So I would say first you want to know what's, what's coming back up year after year. And if, and then decide if you want to keep it. <laughs> and it sounds like a, a planter of that size, it is like a big annual pot. And so you do need to amend the soil over time. Um, you'll get well, some. Well, this was last year was the first year they had planted. Oh, okay. It, okay, so it should be good well, still. So yeah. Do, do I just leave as is? Like, do I thin it out? Do it like the stuff that's already. Is there brown, of... is there brown growth on top? Is there brown, crispy, dried out material on top of it? Like. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I would cut out all the brown growth and look for signs of new growth because it sounds like it seeded itself and they seeded it in the first place. So yeah. I wouldn't go wholesale, but I'd clean some of the brown off of it. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. And and a question about, I have some uh, spruce trees and uh, some of them are kind of fading, like they're, they're younger trees. Okay. Older trees. So I'm wondering if there's anything that I can do to kind of get them back um with those uh i would say they're probably just fighting to get established with uh with the more mature trees around them and then we're just coming out of a really long you know cold tough winter so (laughs) get water on them right away um and then in the fall make sure they're watered in really really well and they should survive the winter a little bit better Okay, well, perfect. Yeah. Thank yeah, you. Thanks, Ken. Thanks, thanks, you too. Thanks so much. Bye. Okay, we're going to take a break, um, and we'll be right back. Thank you. 
Good morning. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up Garden Center Incorporated, Calgary's full-service garden center. Spruce it up, plant it up, prune it up. We've got you covered. We're open seven days a week on McLeod Trail and 210 Avenue. All right. Awesome phone calls this morning, Kath. Hey, we're off to a good start. I'm loving this. Um, just so everybody knows, we do have a little contest going where today we're also giving away a big yellow bag of soil. And then also we've, we're hooked up with the 1-800-GOT-JUNK. So we've got a little gift card for those of you who are clearing some things out. So please call and text in. You never know if you're going to win. Um, I say we go right to the phone lines again. We've got lots of people right. waiting. Uh, I want to talk to John about raking and grass. Good morning, John. How are oh, you today? Happy Mother's Day, you Hi, all. Thanks. Thank <laughs> Great to hear your voice again. How are you doing? Uh, not too bad. I was. Good. I thought maybe Merle would have been in and I would have asked him if he had any of your great uh, lawn seed with you. It's only 10 blocks from me, you see. Oh, right, right. Well, if I would have known, I could have brought some for you. I'd be happy to drop that by after the show. But you have a better grade of grass seed than you get in the box stores? Uh, we do. We ha- I think we just have a better selection as well. So we use like Eco Lawn. Um, we have a lot of mixes that have fescues in them. Um, so it's not just concentrated on that Kentucky bluegrass. So the fescues tend to be a little bit quicker to root in and be easier to care for here in the foothills. Um, and we have all kinds of new fun stuff that has like clover mixed in and all these like new, new fangled alternatives. <laughs> yeah. So you can come check those out. Oh, okay. <laughs> the other thing, is it too late to get uh, power raking done? Um, I don't think so. I no. think the new growth is strong enough now that you can go ahead and have that done. And, and now that we've had a bit of heat and yeah. warmth and the ground is drying out a little more, it's actually easier on the new grass there that's coming that. underneath. So there's no reason why not. Now, you were talking to that uh, text that had the... Uh, uh, the tire marks on it. Yes. <laughs> I think, I think um, they just got in there too soon, and they probably did it on a day when it was really wet. So yeah. the tires just, like, the all the thatch stuck to the tires and then just laid it right back down on the soil, or on the lawn. On so, the lawn and packed it down. Yep. Unfortunately, yeah, that's just bad practice, but um, I don't know, live and learn. Choose <laughs> <laughs> a nice dry afternoon, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Is dethatching and power raking the same, or...? Uh, exactly the same. It's yeah. just literally pulling the dead thatch and old grass out of the lawn from the previous year's growth and as it went to bed in the fall. And, and doing it too early means that the new baby grass is exposed, but doing it now is a good time because we're getting that warmth and it'll really go green evenly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the new, the grass now has got a good good uh, base uh, yeah, that you can take off the other Exactly, exactly. Yep. It's got lots of good moisture built up and it's got some strong roots again, so it's ready to go. Okay, and I talked last week about fertilize, mm-hmm. topsoil, seed, and rake, right? Right, yep, exactly. Yeah. Good order. Okay. <laughs> Glad you pay attention so well, John. I'll, I'll wait for your yellow bag uh, contest. Oh, all <laughs> okay. right. Do you, do you need some of that soil? Well, I'm, I'm either looking at uh, a half bag or uh, go down and buy about 20 bags of that cheap stuff. John, if you have an email, this bag is yours. Yeah, I haven't an email yet. Okay, then you we stay haven't. on the line. I'm going to put you on hold and our producer will square that up with you. But congratulations, you just got your whole yourself a big bag of soil. 
<laughs> so, so now you can follow your order for your grass. There you Very go. much. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You deserve it, man. <laughs> okay, I'm going to put you on hold and we'll hit the next caller. Thanks so much for calling in, John. And pleasure. Thank Thanks. you. Have a great day. You too. Yeah. All right. We've got time to chat with uh, Brian about best tools. Ooh. Tool talk. I love it. Ooh, let's talk. Good morning, Brian. How are you today? Hey, might have been a little bit confusing, not actually tool tool. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Um, so I'm looking at my backyard. I just moved here in December, and uh, I've got some garden boxes. Okay. And first time using them. I noticed I've got a lot of shadier spots on the one half of the fence. So outside of spinach, mm-hmm. are there recommendations for edibles? Uh, yeah, in shadier zones. Now, it still gets tons of warmth and um, sun about three to four hours more in the afternoon. Okay. Um, the spinach has you going on the right track, leafy greens. Um, okay. In my gardens, I have some pretty shady areas, and I put things like collard greens, Swiss chard, my lettuces, um, things also that I know might bolt quicker, like cilantro, yeah. Um, my radishes, yeah. things that I just have a hard time holding back once the heat finally does show up. Um, yeah. I, oh, I, I grow my dill shade. over there in yeah. the shade because it, it doesn't bolt and go to seed right. as quickly. Yep. And I like to do um, some of my herbs go over in there. Actually, I have discovered that um, I put in my thyme over in that area and it mm-hmm. just likes that little there bit of shade. Herbs and leafy greens. Leafy greens. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. And in relation to the soil then, I know Eagle Lake has a new veggie blend, um, but I've also heard really good things just about the nature's mix. Yep. I would just choose an aged compost with, um, you know, you don't want it to be a fresh compost because it'll burn your Yeah, burn and your too plants. much compost for vegetables isn't a good idea. You yep. want a little bit of the old stuff still there. Yeah. Okay, so, so it then does help. That the city uses for the compost program is too rich for. Actually, it's good soil, and most of the people that I know that have been using it and have talked about it lately are saying good things about it. So I think it's pretty good. But you don't put the compost on too deep. You're only going to yeah. put about an inch on yeah. it. Just the top, oh, and yeah. it'll, all that'll kind of wash into as the summer as the summer, summer. goes on, and that's right. Sort of leach down into the soil, yeah. so you're just top dressing. That veggie mix from Eagle Lake is is a combination of soil and a compost, and it isn't too bad. And the seeds go into the soil, and then I'll put the fertilizer on top later on? That's right. You don't fertilize till you've got green things growing. Gotcha. Okay, perfect. Thank you. All right. Yeah. Thanks so much, Brian. Have a great day. Awesome. Okay. I think we've got... Let's respond to a text here. Okay. There's a text I'm wondering about, Kath. What would you say this this uh, person who texted in, they have a bleeding heart uh, beside their garage and their garage is, has heating in the floor. So that probably translate radiated out a bit <laughs> and helped the bleeding heart get established and get happy. <laughs> um, let's see. They want to, they're asking if they can cut it down already and will it come back? Uh, I I would say no. Because no, <laughs> the other side track, the other thing about having heated floor and the, the from the heat of the floor drying out the soil, I personally would add some uh, mulch around there. Yep. Did the uh, snow break the branches? If the snow broke it, by all means, clean it up a bit. Yeah. And they will grow 
Bleeding Heart or Resilient, I put a front step over top of mine and it still came up through the front step. That was a very nice video. Well, I have four more. So. <laughs> I have taken four years to get mine like about eight inches wide. It's just slowly, slowly, slowly oh. coming along. And I killed a couple before then. They just, I think they're under an eave and they just got Yeah, they're dry. not getting enough yeah. moisture. Yeah. Okay. Well, so our, our answer to that question is don't cut it back. Maybe just tidy, tidy it, up. it up. Yeah, there you go. Yep. Okay. We're going to stop for a break. We'll be right back. Partly cloudy and 15 degrees in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 930. I'm Ryan O'Donnell. Calgary Fire Department is responding to a massive three-house fire in Arbor Lake this morning. Firefighters have the blaze under control and are now investigating. Only minor injuries were reported. Calgary police are also investigating a suspicious death in the Hamptons this morning. CPS were called to a home in the northwest community around 3 a.m. where they discovered a man in his 40s deceased. They believe the death is suspicious and are now investigating. The sun is finally shining in Ontario, giving flood workers a chance to breathe and to work to prevent further flood damage. However, more rain is expected this week, which has first responders concerned the situation may only get worse. Partly cloudy today with a good chance of thunderstorms this afternoon. Despite the rain, our high will be 21. Tonight, our low will be 9 degrees, and you can expect those thunderstorms to carry on throughout the evening. Tomorrow, partly cloudy, no rain for a high of 18. Currently, it's 15 degrees. Breaking news when it happens, our next schedule news at 10 o'clock. I'm Ryan O'Donnell. Good morning. Let's talk gardening. I, my name is Joanna Chudy, and I'm here with Kath Smythe, and we're having a grand old time on Mother's Day in the booth. This is a fantastic morning. Yes, um, it is. Yeah. Thanks, everybody, for bringing in some really great calls and text messages. If you want to be part of the show, you can call 403-974-8255. And we also have the call um, talk and text line 1-800-563-7770. We'd love to hear from you. Um, let's see. I, our lines are lit oh, up. They're full. The board is full. Let's yes. go right to some calls here. We are going to go to Wanda, who's been waiting patiently. Hi. Oh, hi, Wanda. How are you today? Oh, fine. Thank you. Happy Mother's Day to Thanks. all the mothers out there. Thank you. Same to you. I have a question. We, um, grow our, our, all of our garden stuff and flowers in raised boxes. And last year we moved a box over to an area and um, we we're not able to fill it with dirt. Just we can't fill it with dirt yet. If I plant some blackberries in where the box is, and then let's say we add the dirt next year, maybe do I have to dig up those bushes yeah. again? Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and Kath and I were we saw the line of you know topic of what you're calling in about over break, and we were talking about blackberries a little bit. Yes. Um, Blackberries, maybe raspberries might be a more um, a wiser choice. Uh, yeah, more probable choice. But uh, when you go to dig them out again, you're going to have to really make sure you get all the roots because they, they like to kind of hunker and down. If and you ha- if you cover them with soil, they'll just creep out from under the box. Yes. And come out the sides. Yeah, blackberries okay. are a little harder to grow in our area. And, the and that was going to be my next question because yeah. I went out and I bought I spent about $30 on new blackberry bushes, and they say zone four. Okay. What part of the... Are you in Calgary here? Yes, in the southwest. Southwest. You might be able to get away Which with... Which variety of blackberry? Yeah. Um, they're the thornless. They're the... Um, they just say thornless. 
Hmm. Okay. Sounds like... Um, uh, honey, you're not saying the blackberries, are <laughs> I have no idea. She's oh, calling me I honey. Say, oh, <laughs> yeah, how nice. Blackberries, I just, myself, I've not had the best luck. I've just yeah. kind of turned to raspberries. Um, I, think I have lots of raspberries. Oh. I, was, I was trying the blackberries because I've had no luck with the blueberries. Oh, right. The, and you won't. You won't there's, because there's our no, soil is yeah. not acidic enough. But the blackberry... Hmm. The blackberry, I've seen them in some of the more sheltered gardens in the city, i.e. in the city center and where there's good mm-hmm. tree cover, etc. Okay, so maybe planting them in a box up against the fence would be better than yeah, somewhere yes. out of in the, the garden, wind. which is in yeah. the middle. That's somewhere right. They're no, not in the middle. On, yeah, yeah, you want to protect them a little bit, plus they don't want to be out in the wind. Yeah. Okay, so pluck. Um, plant them up against the fence line yes. where I already have a, a whole bunch of raspberries there. <laughs> and that's that's the box I was hoping to, to fill, but we just can't fill it this year yet. Mm, okay, I was well. hoping to get in on your big yellow bag. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, John beat you to it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and one more question. Um, I We bought some really uh, expensive um, carrot seeds from a private grower in Innisfil mm-hmm. and um, instead of weeding, thinning them and weeding them, somebody told me to get a, a carrot seed spreader. Okay. And I can't seem to find any. Um, I, You know what I do with my carrot seeds? It's pretty easy. I make my own um, seed tape. It's just like one ply toilet paper and some wheat paste, like with just wheat you know, flour and water, and I just, I'll put in two or three seeds in each little dibble and then fold it over, and that's how I space mine. Oh, um, toilet paper and then flour and water? Yep. Yeah, I'm, and I'm, you make it like paper mache. Yeah. Yeah, and you so, space the seeds out evenly. My grandpa did it for years. Yep. I'm a thrifty kind of gardener, so yeah. I already have all that on hand. Um, it doesn't have to be any particular kind of flour. You can just use wheat, like rice, whatever, and just mix it to sort of a glue consistency, dab it on how you want to space your carrots and then kind of fold it over and let it dry out. And then you can, I just make mine the width of my garden bed and oh. yeah, that's what I do for spacing. Okay. So you dab, you, you dab the, um, <coughs> excuse me, flour and water you put, on the toilet paper yep, and then right. you then put two or three seeds, seeds and yep. then fold it over yep, yep, and then let it dry out. Um, and then you can, I mean, you could plant it right then, but I tend to let mine dry out and then I'll go ahead and, um, Dig down a little bit in my bed or cover it with soil. Um, and Gently. Yeah. Don't cover it with a huge amount of yeah. soil because they they're slow to jerk. They don't need a lot of soil. But cover them thoroughly because I used to do this and the magpies thought I had mm-hmm. put flags in for them. <laughs> they come oh, and tear okay. it They just used to tear yeah, it away. I find when I don't plant my seed tape deep enough, when you water it, 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 it yeah. seems to Yeah, to and then up. the squirrels. So about a half an inch, I think. Yeah. 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 yeah, and if it comes up, just dust it with a little bit more soil. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Thanks so for the you're call. not giving me much hope with the blackberries, I can't uh, say. I well, think you should be experimental and try. It yeah. says zone four. Give it a try. Find that Mediterranean and zone in your garden right. area and put them in there. But don't oh. let them completely ever, don't let them dry out. Yeah. Okay. Leaf mulch around them or something just to keep the soil moist. Okay. And uh, so I won't try them in the, I do have a box in the middle of the garden um, yep. But it's it's not protected. It's no, it needs um, protection. So maybe move them to a box that's up against the fence. There. Exactly. Yep. Okay. Thank okay. you. Yeah. Thanks, okay. Wanda. Have a All wonderful right. day. Bye bye. Yep. Bye bye. Okay. I think we should respond to a couple text messages, and one is about um, a little bit of plant ID, 
and we have determined that it's creeping, creeping bellflower. bellflower. <laughs> I love its but, Latin name. Uh, what Campanula is it? Campanula repunculoides. Just think punk. It's a punk. <laughs> I heard the repug <laughs> like repel. So if you don't have creeping bellflower in your garden, you are lucky. Oh, and if you do, you um, as this listener does, then you know what? Elbow grease. We were talking about pulling the leaves off. Um, just anything you can do to get to de- to deprive it of sunlight. Um, get all the roots out when you do pull it. Do not compost it at home. Put it in your green bin. Um, or donate or, it to the throw dump. It out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's the best we can offer for that. It's not ever the answer people want, but that's it. If you, Every time you tear into it and try to dig it up, you're breaking off more of the root and it just keeps yeah. suckering and suckering and like spreading. cutting up a starfish. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. Well, the struggle is real. So we'll take a break and we'll be right back. Good morning. Happy Mother's Day, everybody out there. We are talking about gardening today. My name is Joanna Chudy. I am the Landscape Design Consult at Spruce It Up Garden Center, and I am joined by my trusty cohort, <laughs> Kath Smythe. I am so happy you're here with me, manning the controls. So many we had buttons. such a good time last <laughs> week at the garden show. I know. It was really fun. Um, we should make a gig out of this. Yeah, we should. Right? Let's, we could, be, we could do I love a this. Q&A. Yeah. <laughs> um, and everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, we have some fantastic calls. The lines are are popping today. So we're going to go right to it. Um, I'd love to talk with Leslie about pruning clematis. Good morning, Leslie. Good morning. How are you? How are you both this morning? Thanks for waiting. No, no problem. It's it's nice listening to you. It's nice to have the female energy. Especially on Mother's Day, right? Yeah, exactly. So my question is last last summer, I planted a clematis sunset uh, pruning group B2. And so I'm looking at this clematis now. I, so what do I do with it? It's all, it's got the dead leaves on it. Um, what Is am there I any sign of new growth coming off any of the, of the brown branches? Not that I can tell, no. And is there anything coming from the bottom? Yeah, so, okay, so here's, here's the problem. Is I have it planted beside a Jack Manny. <laughs> so okay. I'm not sure which one's coming up, but I do see yeah. something coming up from the ground but I don't know which one because they're kind of side by side. Hmm. Well, the thing about B2 is that they quite often come back on old and new wood. Right. But the test is to see which one is which. And the only thing you can do at this stage in the year is check the branches for any kind of softness. Okay. And see if they're pliable. They could possibly come back still on the old wood. So, so should I? So because there's still all the dead leaves on it, should I just try and clean it up? Yeah, just take my hand and kind of pull. Run the dead your leaves hands off? through it and run your, you know, run yourself with your. Put your gloves on and run your hands through it and push, pull some of the drier branches. Anything that snaps in your hand, follow it down with your pruner and just cut that piece out and pull it out. Okay. The cleaner so you can make the growth pattern, the better. Right. So if it feels dead, the stems. Yes. Um, the way that a Jack Manny would, right? Yes, yes. Then I just cut those off. Just cut those off. And I would do it like literally with my gloves and pull up and down because if you do it with your bare hands, you get slivers. Right. So. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. That sounds great. Yeah, I just didn't know Beautiful. what to do. I've never really grown uh, the pruning group B2 before. So, Well, that's the thing is that they sometimes do old and new wood and some of them flower spring and fall. 
Right. So, right. and I was, I'm not familiar with that particular variety you're talking it's, about. Um, it's Sunset. Sunset. Is what it is, yeah. What color is it? Um, it it's pretty. kind of like a fuchsia pink. Wow, nice. Oh, pretty. Like kind of bigger flowers. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, it's the bigger yeah. flowers, sometimes they do both old and new wood. But I would go through and clean it out so that you get more even growth pattern. Okay, sounds great. All right. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks, thanks. for the call. Have a good day. You, you too. too. Bye. I love it when people um, venture into the world of clematis because yes. then you really start to learn more about gardening, all these different pruning groups and That's how to treat right. them and exactly. what they like. Cool, cool pruning feet. group A, B, and C. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's something I could learn more about for sure. I love I love callers like that. Um, we have somebody waiting on the line who we haven't heard from since last Sunday. Mary, how are you doing? Mary. Um, we have somebody oh. waiting on the line. <laughs> Mary, you have your radio on. Mary, how are you? There we go. Mary, you with us. Uh, <laughs> there yeah, she is. I've been waiting. Happy Mother's Day, Mary. Oh, well, the same to you, Joanna. Thank you. And Kat. Thank you. The two Jerus of Garda. <laughs> Happy Mum's Day to well, the both of you. Same and to you. But, but you know, I'm just so happy this time of year. Gardening <laughs> is so good for all of us. It sure is. It's you therapy. Know, I, hey? But I'm tired. Uh, that can happen too. 58, you know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and we have my to pace ourselves. too big. Yeah. But I wanted to say to everybody, you two ladies, you really know what you're doing. You're you're doing a great job. <laughs> we just fist bumped. <laughs> <laughs> no, you do a good job. You both have, have such good advice. Thanks, Mary. And, Thanks. And, uh, That's nice. I want to say this year, if you can, grow a row. For the food bank. Hey, that's very good that's advice. That's a good idea. Yeah. You know, I'm doing that out here in High River. Good for um, you. My garden is too big, yeah. but I can't live without gardening. Yes. Well, no, none of us you. can. I gave some potatoes <laughs> one year and I had about, I didn't realize I'd produced 100 pounds, but I gave wow. 100 Way to go. <laughs> awesome. Once you finally get it weighed and see where yeah, you're at. That's see where you're nice. at. Yeah. Very well, cool. you know, the, the year my husband died, he planted... He's an Irishman. He planted a hundred hills of potatoes. Oh my God! Under every hill were fourteen potatoes. You had to dig ten feet out from every plant. <laughs> I had everybody from the high, high river <laughs> coming out here. I said, "You Irishman, did you think there was going to be a famine in I in Can- Alberta?" They just know how long the winter is. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But anyway. <laughs> Uh, I just wanted to say happy Mother's Day to you. Thanks. And you yeah. gals just give such good advice. You make my day. Thanks, Thanks Mary. You nice make to ours talk too. To you again. All right. Thank Thanks. you. Happy Bye-bye. Mother's Day Bye, to you too. Bye bye. Uh, what a sweet call. We always <laughs> love your calls, Mary. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, we're going to stop for a break. Good timing. Good morning. Happy Mother's Day to all of our awesome listeners out there. Uh, My name is Joanna Chudy. I'm here from Spruce It Up Landscaping. I run the the design and consultation services. And Kath from Calgary Horticultural Society is here with me as well. We are rocking the phone lines today, having a good show with everybody calling in. 
Um, Pat has sent us a picture of something delicious that he has baked, and I'm expecting the doorbell to ring any minute so that we can enjoy this blueberry upside down brown Betty. Oh I don't know goodness. what that is, but it looks delicious. Oh, it looks really good. Amazing. Um, there was a question around amaryllis. Yes. Putting them out or putting or them... putting them in the dark. Away. Yeah, what, what do you say? It's too Kat? soon. Too soon? Okay. I let mine grow as big, strong leaves as it can. Yeah. I then put them in the shade in my garden in a big tub. Okay. And the bald spot and leave them there. And then in the first sign of frost, as soon as the temperature drops, I bring them in and let them die naturally. Okay. This year's leaves are next year's flowers. And if you don't let okay. them go through the life cycle... They won't produce a new okay, flower. This year's leaves are, are next, next year's, year's flowers. Flower. That is a great way to remember <laughs> what to do with these things. Okay, I love that. And then another question about amaryllis. Have you ever started them from seeds? Slow. Very, very slow. Is it worth it? I had fun with it a couple of times that yeah. I did it, but it's three years of painful watching this okay. thing try to grow. So and then some babysitting. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> so if people are keen, go ahead, try from seed. You're going to have a, a, a friend for a few years. Yes. For sure. And yeah. if, if so you long get, you name it. There you go. <laughs> Check in with it every single day for That's a few right. years. Okay. Well, great texts. Um, if you want to get in touch with us, the best way to do that, text and talk line one 800 563 7-0. You can also call us at 403-974-8255. We'd love to hear from you. We're going to go to Amber right now, waiting on the line. Let's see. Good morning, Amber. How are you today? Good. How are you? Good. Good, good. You have some questions around greenhouses. Yes, I do. So we're um, installing a greenhouse in the garden. Nice. It's a 10 by 12. Cool. Yeah. Congratulations. That's awesome. That's Thanks. nice to have such a structure like that. Hey, yeah, mm -hmm. I'm Try excited. Try not to be jealous. <laughs> <laughs> okay, don't don't get excited here. Oh. <laughs> okay, what's your question? So I really want to just put um, dirt in it, but a lot of people have recommended gravel instead of dirt. And what are your thoughts about it? Gravel. Kath is shaking her head. Gravel. Yes. Yeah. Gravel. I've worked yeah. in many greenhouse structures over the years, mm -hmm. and I won't tell you how okay. many, but okay. honestly, it is sanitary reasons. Mm -hmm. It's okay. really, really hard to deal with. Plus, where you may not think you have weeds, you will have weeds in that greenhouse because it's damp and it's ideal growing yeah. conditions, and things move in. Yeah. So you okay. want to put gravel in. Gravel is really important. Or sidewalk blocks, but put a floor in it. Don't just leave it with soil in the bottom. Okay, so if I do gravel, what do you think is the best method for growing the plants? Like, I know someone who just had a bunch of um, pots in there with her tomatoes and peppers and stuff. That's right. Yep. Um, and, and that's what you think is... Well, it's, it's the it's best. It's all container gardening in a yeah. greenhouse, right? So That's right. Yeah. it's pretty tricky to, I mean, yeah, just for all the reasons Kath just mentioned. And, and the other part of it would be is that you make sure that if with the gravel, et cetera, that your containers stand up a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like put them up on inverted saucers just so okay. you have some air circulation under the pots. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you're avoiding things like fungus. That's and, yeah, right. Fungal you don't issues. want fungal fungal issues that'll happen coming up through the gravel or <laughs> the water sitting there. So do something like that, but grow everything in containers. Yep. Okay. Okay. And the spot that I'm wanting to put it is a direct south location. It's it's well, it's on the south, directly facing south, but it's also on the like west part of our yard. Okay. We have an acreage, mm -hmm. and um, I'm concerned that. 
it might get too hot. Yes, yeah, so you're going to want to have some really good ventilation and, and fans. Fan. Yep. <laughs> So big shout out to friends I have here in the city, Keith and Jen. They have one of the most beautiful greenhouses I've ever seen. They're right in Ramsey. Um, So to you guys, but they have just the most beautiful setup. They have self-watering containers that they made themselves. They have like a timer, I don't know, sensor driven ventilation and lights. Um, So it's worth a little bit of that initial setup um, just so that you have a little less maintenance down the line, especially when you're looking at putting it in the hottest part of your property. Yeah, for sure. The ventilation okay. is crucial, especially yeah. in that heat. Yep. And you'll yeah. find that even the plants that like the heat won't like that kind of heat. And get yourself a high-low thermometer so that mm-hmm. you know what the nighttime temperatures will drop to. Okay. So you need to do all of that detail and research. Um, okay. There's a company in town called Garden Retreat, and they specialize in greenhouses. There you go. And oh, that's yep. great okay. resource. Do some research. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah. Thanks Hopefully so that helps. Yeah, yeah. And best of luck with helpful. your new structure. It sounds amazing. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah. Okay, have a great Happy day. Happy Mother's Day. Thanks. Thanks. Same to you. Okay, okay thank you. Fantastic. Bye. Fantastic. What a great call. Um, somebody texted in and thought that we maybe had chained Merle down at the garden center and <laughs> stole the radio show today. Merle's uh, away from Calgary right now, so he's, he's hardly chained anywhere. <laughs> Merle's free range, everybody. Watch out. Um, but no, I think we should probably wrap for just a commercial break and then we'll be back to take the rest of these calls. Partly cloudy and 15 degrees in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 10 o'clock. I'm Ryan O'Donnell. A candlelight vigil is being held this evening for the mother and her daughter whose bodies were found in Kananaskis. Here's Global News' Courtney Davidson. Mother's Day is a time dedicated to celebrate mom, but today isn't joyous for all. 25-year-old Jasmine Lovett and her daughter, 22-month-old Aaliyah Sanderson, will be remembered at a candlelight vigil tonight following their murders sometime between April 16th and 17th, according to investigators. The event is being held in the Cranston Family Park at 7 p.m., across from the home they lived in. At 8.30, everyone is asked to bring candles to the ridge by the river. Aaliyah's aunt and her grandmother write in a Facebook event post, we want to make the ridge glow so bright it can be seen from Stony Trail and all surrounding communities. 34-year-old Robert Leeming, who the pair lived with at his Cranston home, has been charged with two counts of second-degree murder in connection with the deaths. Courtney Davidson, Global News. Calgary Fire Department remains on scene trying to determine what caused a massive fire in Arbor Lake this morning. Crews were called to the community around 4.30 a.m. following several calls to 911, reporting flames bursting from multiple homes and cars in the area. Several witnesses also reported hearing explosions. Officials confirmed three separate vehicles and houses were engulfed in flames when they arrived. Eight people were evacuated from the area and one was taken to hospital with minor injuries. CFD does not know yet what caused the fire as their investigation continues. Calgary police continue their own investigation into a suspicious death this morning in the Hamptons. Around 3 a.m., police were called to a home out in the 100 block of Hampstead Close Northwest, where a man in his late 40s was discovered dead. Officials say evidence at the scene points them to believe this death was not made of natural causes. The homicide unit is investigating while an autopsy is scheduled for tomorrow. His name has not yet been released and anyone with information is asked to call Crime Stoppers.
The tragic death of a 16th-month-old boy who was trapped inside a hot car for nine hours in Burnaby Thursday has shocked many. Now the B.C. government is open to looking at similar ways to prevent another incident from happening in the future. In 2017, the U.S. House of Representatives and the Senate introduced the Hot Cars Act. It would direct the Department of Transportation to issue a rule for all new vehicles sold in the U.S. to be equipped with an audio and visual alert system to remind parents to check their back seats. The technology would also detect motion and breath. Eric Gratrick, a General Motors sales consultant, says GM has a rear seat reminder technology standard in some of its vehicles. As soon as I put the vehicle in park, I'm going to hit the engine stop button. After I hit this button, you will hear five beeps inside the vehicle. And then you see a little message here stating, check your rear seat. Despite support from the Democrats and Republicans, the bill failed to reach either floor for a vote before the last Congress was dissolved. But a new version of the bill is set to be introduced this year. An out-of-control wildfire in central British Columbia has prompted a local state of emergency and several evacuations. The regional district of Bulkley, Nichaco, issued a state of emergency Saturday night and ordered people to leave an area near the community of Lejack, about five kilometers east of Fraser Lake. As of Saturday night, the fire was estimated to be about 260 hectares in size and was considered to be 0% contained. A large force of firefighters, air tankers and heavy equipment have been deployed to fight and contain the fire. Team Canada will play Great Britain for the first time in over 20 years at the Hockey World Championships this afternoon. Canada unfortunately lost their first game of the tournament to Finland on Friday and looked to rebound against the underdogs of the tournament, Great Britain. Also in Canadian sports, Canada's Jennifer Jones and Kevin Coe won women's and men's golds at the Curling World Cup Grand Final today to end their seasons on a very high note. Jones from Winnipeg defeated Switzerland's Sylvia Trizanoni 9-6 to win the women's title. Global News Calgary weather, partly cloudy today with a probable chance of thunderstorms this afternoon. But despite the rain, our high will be 21 degrees. Tonight, our low will drop down to 9 degrees, but you can expect those thunderstorms to carry on throughout the evening. Tomorrow, partly cloudy, no rain for a high of 18 degrees. It's 15 degrees at 10.04. Breaking news when it happens. Our next scheduled news at 10.30. I'm Ryan O'Donnell. Good morning. Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up Garden Center, Calgary's full-service garden center. Spruce it up, plant it up, prune it up. We've got you covered. We are open seven days a week now, and we are on 210 Avenue just off McLeod Trail, right before you head out of the city. Um, my name's Joanna. You guys have heard my voice before. And of course, you've also heard Kath Smythe. She's here joining me today. Thank you so much, Kath, for being here. I appreciate Thank you. you. I appreciate your expertise. <laughs> we have some patient uh, callers, so we're going to go straight to it. I want to talk with Jerry about birch trees. Good morning, Jerry. Yeah, good morning. Happy Mother's Day to you and Thanks. all the moms out there. Oh, what a nice uh, message. Yeah, the birch leaf miner, um, my birch tree, I mean, it's starting to leaf out now. Yep. Am I too late to catch the bugs coming up from the ground, or am I okay? I want to do an injection. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what I would say on that? I would actually, I would call prune it up. 
Um, I think I think we are um, kind of coming to an end on our injections, but I'd want to clear that with Mark, our foreman, with prune it up first. Okay, yeah. Uh, you well, got to get him before. 30, 33 minutes on hold, and yeah, now i got to uh, phone somebody else. No, 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 no. You'll get, if you call him on Monday, you'll get right through first, first but drink. Who, yeah. What yeah. were you planning to inject? Well, I don't know. I had it done a couple of years ago. Yes. And it worked very well. Yes. I didn't want to do it last year because I'm kind of adverse to too much poison. Exactly. Exactly. And, uh, so it's been a couple of years. And last year I noticed that there was some indication that the, the leaf miners were back in there. Yes. And so I wanted to get this uh, whatever systemic stuff that they inject into the, into yeah. the trunk yeah. of the oh, tree. Oh, Merle were here, he'd know the name. Or yeah, text. yeah. <laughs> he'll text us any second now. Thank you. Um, yeah. I don't think it's too late, Jerry. I just not being a certified arborist. I just want to be careful with the advice okay. there. Yeah, that, yeah, that's fine. I'll tomorrow. I'll call up. Yeah, uh, yeah prune but, it up. You say. Yep, the prune, prune it up. Prune is a division of you guys, right? Yes, it yeah. is. Yep. And if you yeah. call the store number uh, 403-201-7525, he's on the you, he's on the extension list, and you can go ahead and, okay. and punch in now, for Mark. Now, but now, Tree soon. Frog has nothing to do with you guys. Tree no. Frog's a separate company. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. Yep. Okay. Well, good. Thanks okay. a lot. Have a nice day. <laughs> Thanks, too. Jerry. Yeah. Okay. Bye-bye. I wish I could help a little bit more on those tree ones, but but yeah. you know, but the thing is that if he's doing an injection, it has to be done by someone who's certified. Yeah, and at, and at the right time, otherwise, and it's the timing is crucial. Running. And I believe that right now, just as their catkins are dropping and mm-hmm. the leaves are rolling out, this is when you go for it. I'm I'm my gut is telling me that Jerry should go ahead and schedule it in, but I just want him to confirm with that right. certified arborist exactly just to be me sure. Too. We want you all to be safe out there and have healthy, safe plants. We are going to go to Sylvia and talk about tomatoes. Good morning, Sylvia. Hi, Sylvia. You've got your radio on. Sylvia, are you with us? Hello. 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 How are you doing? Good morning. (laughs) Good morning. Um, Yes. um, For the first time, I'm going to plant some tomatoes in the oak half barrel. Okay. Um, And I was just wondering, is there anything I can plant um, around them, like... um, like a, an, another plant, other plants around with that? With the tomatoes? Yes. I love to plant basil with my tomatoes. Me too. Yeah. I was just going to say basil for <laughs> sure. Oh, I, was thinking, yeah. I was thinking about radishes. Would that work? Or? Well, it helps to aerate the soil, and they're yeah. definitely a continuous crop. They germinate really quickly. Right. Yeah. I didn't want anything to disturb the tomato. Like I'm just putting one tomato plant in the center, and then yeah. I'm just going to maybe put something around it. Like if it yeah, doesn't get sense. too crowded. Radishes come so quick, you'll be able to do some succession planting. Um, maybe some marigolds. You could throw some flowers in if you wanted a little bit of color. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. What, what would I need to, for soil additive to just, um, like, potting soil? Um, uh, any fertil- like any um, would, manure or anything? Or? Worm castings. Worm castings, um, which is worm manure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I always like to mix in, um, like, I'll buy a bagged, compost like yes. I, I like the brand sea soil it has a lot of organic matter in it and then it's a canadian company too so i like to support them okay. um we have bags of that at the garden center it's really affordable i just mix that in with my potting soil i okay. find and that what it, is it called just compost? sea soil yeah sea you can soil. any bagged compost but i tend to like theirs it's just really high quality oh. um and it's uh it's made with uh fish Byproduct and lumber oh. byproduct. So oh, yes. it's pretty simple ingredients, but it's just done in such a way that yes. I, I put it in all my planter pots and it really helps right. 
Helps yeah, me from having well, to fertilize as much. Yeah. So. Okay, well, I yeah. just wanted, wondered what I could put, plant in with them so they're not too lonely. So Basil for sure. Basil. Okay, I'll have to give that <laughs> yeah. a try too. Thanks. All right. Thanks, Sylvia. Thank have you. a great day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You Bye-bye. too. Bye. All right, let's see how we're doing here for time. I think we've got time for another caller. Let's oh. go right to um, Joanne. We're going to go here. Good morning, Joanne. We're going to talk about hedges with you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have a, um, I'm not sure if I'm saying it right, a cotton Easter. Yeah, Cotone um, Easter. Cotone Easter. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. <laughs> it had oyster shell on it. I live in Calgary. Mm-hmm. So um, in the fall, we cut it to the ground. Yep. And it's um, in a pathway to a park, and our neighbor has the same head, and she didn't cut it to the ground. Mm-hmm. Should I even treat it, or is, is her bugs going to come on my new growth? Yes, Kath and I, before we even put our headphones on today, we were talking about <laughs> hedges and Calgary and this oyster shell scale that um, we it's all have to deal with. unfortunately. Yeah. It is. And you yeah. will get it again. Um, if yeah. you treat, it's uh, going to be a consistent thing you're doing. We were talking about diversity and hedges and how to steer away from things that are just one one plant that will get, you know, if you get an issue with your one, one plant, plant and there's 50 of them, then you're back to scratch with that. So we're talking about different varieties of shrubs and different things you can use in your hedge that will just give you some diversity and safety if there's ever any issues that come up again. And and spraying it, it's almost to the stage in the year where it's, a, you know, you getting a little late, getting a little late, but there is thing, there are things that can be sprayed on it, but at this stage it has to be something sprayed by a professional. So I would consider that and they are getting into this stage where the crawlers are going to appear, which are the babies. And if your neighbor still has the hedge, the crawlers are going to move around a bit and it's vigilance and being able to see them. They look like the stripe, the lenticels, they look like the branches, the pigment of the branches. So you have to really be careful of that. One of the ways that I do it is I run my thumb up and down the the hedge and the Mm. branches and you can see an almost purple tone on your fingers and that's the fact that they're they're alive so yeah (laughs) yeah it's disgusting hey we're gardeners we're not super queasy queasy, but that's why i wear gloves a lot yeah (laughs) but i mean really and truly it's getting someone in to spray it and doing it quickly because we're getting into the stage where the leaves are coming Mm -hmm. so it's you'll suffocate the new growth if you spray it with the dormant oil kit so you need to talk to a pruning company, like prune it up and get them to come out and spray. But even if I've cut it down to the ground, it really has no growth on it. No, but they will look for new fresh growth and any kind of new, mm-hmm. they can almost, it's like they smell it. Well, it's oh, easier okay. for them yeah. to get in and yeah. get on new growth than older, older That's wood. Right. So it's easier yeah. for them. So once that new growth is there, they'll be there waiting. We had a Katoni Aster hedge at the Hort Society Garden, <laughs> which we use as a demonstration garden. And I, I begged and pleaded and had it <laughs> chopped right down. And now I just use it as a colony and show it as an example. But it really does have to be taken out, unfortunately. Yep. And then we're going to diversify that hedge. There you go. Okay, so... so- Ideally, I should take the whole hedge out. Yes, and put something new in. Right? Put something. Yeah. If your neighbor's not taking hers down and it's there, it'll just keep spreading and it'll just keep perpetuating the species. Okay. 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 Perfect. Okay. Thank Thanks. you. Thanks okay. for the call. Bye bye. Bye bye. So, cast some of those shrubs that you would put in for a hedge. We were talking about viburnum. That's right. The high cranberry. bush cranberry. Yep. I really like those. And yep. there's nine there's barks. Nine barks. Currants. 
And I've actually put a potentilla hedge in, and okay. it looked beautiful. Awesome. Pass gaps even, if you want to have a little Fruit handful of hedge. berries when you walk yeah. past. Yeah, invite yeah. the songbirds in. So Merle did text. Thanks for listening, Merle, too. Um, <laughs> the product that you inject for the birch leaf miner is called Trezon, and it's um, a product that uh, any certified arborist can apply, and we're, book- right. we're booking now. So yeah. it's good advice. If you do, if you are battling birch leaf miner, go ahead and call a certified arborist, prune it up. We're doing this. All the time, and this is a great time of year still to do that. So that is for birch leaf minor issues, and we're going to stop and take a break. We'll be right back. Here we go. Good morning. Thank you for joining us on Mother's Day. I am Joanna Chudy. I am the Landscape Design Consult for Spruce It Up Garden Center, and I'm joined by Cass Smythe of the Calgary Horticultural Society. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, you're welcome. Appreciate this. Um, we've got a caller. I'd love to jump to Norm right away. Good morning, Norm. How are you today? Good morning, ladies. Good morning. Are you dealing with a lot of spring cleanup? Uh, no, I'm <laughs> oh, not. <laughs> you're just trying to get rid of chives? Uh, yes, I, uh, no, I've got chives in my yard that have been get a problem for years and years in a p- paved sidewalk and rockery. Okay. And I've used everything I can think of in there, uh, short of a blowtorch. Okay, that's <laughs> almost what it'll take with chives. I'm asking if you're doing any cleanup, Norm, because if you would like, we would love to choose you to have our gift card, $100 gift card for the 1-800-GOT-JUNK. Uh, I have no junk in no, my yard. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's good for in the house, whatever you've got. If you'd like that, we'll go ahead and, and send that your way. Um, yeah, that'd be yeah. good. Okay, I've got great. Some stuff in the house. Okay. Well, that's wonderful. Congratulations for that. Um, don't hang up. I'll just put you on hold after we answer your questions around chives, and then our producer will go ahead and hook you up with that gift card. Thank um, you. Chives, everybody <laughs> who is listening, please, if you like chives, I don't care if you like them or not. Just please be careful where you plant them because you'll never get rid of them. No, because as soon as they flower, they go to seed and they're everywhere. And you may not notice them going to flower. Yes, they look kind of like grass. They're very, um, very innocent looking at first. And then all of a sudden you have these clumps of chives everywhere. Norm, my best advice, it's just elbow grease. I get in and I dig them up. They're little bulbs on the bottom. You have to get all of it out. Um... I Sounds afraid, like yes. I was afraid of that. I, <laughs> I know. Paved sidewalk and a rocker. Uh, <laughs> um, Kath, what do you think? Well, I use my from... weed whacker on them. Okay. <laughs> okay. We're, and we're back pulling when out there the was heavy a teenage, here. When the teenager was around, I'd just instruct him to hit him. <laughs> well, we have neighbor kids and my own kids. It's like they have a, a rhubarb stalk in one hand and a handful of chives in the other. And I swear they... They probably don't get bit by mosquitoes, and I don't know, but they're, they come through and eat ours, but not enough to really control the them. The flowers so. are very tasty. As every time you see a flower, yeah. cut some off and take well, them in. Well, they're, the... they're not bad looking either. They've got a nice sort of a mauvey, purpley kind of the a flower. Bees love right? them. The yeah. bees love them. They're great pollinator plants. So <laughs> embrace the chives. I don't know. Yeah, and don't <laughs> succumb to the flame fro- throw, fla- whatever that is. <laughs> I did that in England because they gave me a product to test when one of my jobs, and it was one of the flamethrowers to burn oh, the weeds out of the cracks oh, in the sidewalk. <laughs> I learned I learned the hard way that brick burns. 
So, oh, okay. <laughs> no flamethrower. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there's some type of chemical product. I don't. I I would say Roundup would help you out. Well, uh, I tried round, Roundup and everything else. It I can didn't think work. Of. No, because uh, the bulb the bulb stores all its energy and it just comes back. Yeah. And all you did was scar it a little bit. It yeah, might be yeah. worth mm-hmm. kind of ripping out that area and just getting getting it all out all at once, and then kind of putting everything back. Oh great! Yeah, <laughs> you can you can call us at the garden center. Maybe that's a landscape job. We can help you out. All right, thank <laughs> okay. you. Thanks, thanks, Norm. Stay okay. on the line here for your for your wins. Okay. All right, thank thanks. you. Yeah, bye bye. All right, wow. Let's go to. We have very patient listeners today. Wally, you are with us, and we're talking about zucchini. Yeah. This is Wally? Yeah, yep. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I hope Wally. you're Wally. I thought this is Wally. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I called you. <laughs> yeah, uh, I've been growing zucchini for years, but the last few years I've been getting end rots out of me. Mm. Is there something missing in the soil? Is that a lot like the tomato end rot there, Kathy? Yeah, it yeah. is. It okay. is. It's usually a sign of inconsistent watering. How do you water? Uh, I just use... Uh, usually a water can because the plants are separated like, oh. uh, you say water that way yeah mm-hmm. when you're watering do you water under the leaves and let the water penetrate under the leaves or do you just water and hope that it where, pen- the, where it comes up the stalk where it comes up on the stalk and about how often are you watering well, when it looks dry i just water it okay well mm-hmm. usually what happens is is that they tend to um, flower and start to produce their the fruit once they're pollinated and if you're inconsistently watering if you're not you know going out and making sure that the water's penetrating they will um, get that blossom end rot and that's usually when it starts to form is right then I think also too are you planting them in the same spot every year mm-hmm. yeah you see they've got to be rotated out of there or you need to add new fresh compost to the area so that it'll hold water a little better because after a while the same plant over and over will deplete any of the nutrients that the plant needs well, I, I put some uh, that yellow bag stuff in the soil year. oh yeah. good well that'll, that'll help. help yeah but i like when i water my vegetables or any of that kind of stuff i have a soaker hose and i put it down and around the plants and I just run it through there, and then I will put the spring, put it on about every three or four days, and I just run it for as long as it takes me to drink my morning cup of coffee. So it's not a lack of calcium, eh? No, no. Well, the the Somebody watering it, was. it is in a way, but the way that that calcium gets taken up into the plant is through the water. That's right. So it's all yeah. connected in that way, and um, you can kind of mend that with like crushed eggshells, and well, that's, that's right. I, yeah. That's what I've been doing the last couple of years. Yeah. I just crushed the uh, eggshells. So the calcium's there. You just yeah. need to water more consistently. Like and our said. water has got a lot of calcium in it anyway because it's fairly oh. alkaline. So watering it will help quite a bit. See, it just happened the last three, four years. Even. Yeah, and but we've also been having longer, hotter days. Yeah. and And we've been having a lot different temperatures. So that the water uptake is a lot different now than it was five or six years ago. Because we're even getting warmer nights, which is unusual or was unusual for Calgary. Now we're getting warmer nights. Oh, so just water it consistently? Yep, that's right. And we'll take the crop? Yes. There you go. Because oh, I, I, I know I moved. <laughs> Water I, deep, right? You just I, I consistently an, and deeply. Yes. I, I had another uh, extra one. Like I uh, grow them in the house for a Then I put them out. Eh? Mm-hmm. 
I moved it. Uh, I had an extra plant. I moved it over somewhere else. It had the same problem, though. Well, it it can be the fact of the change in the t- in the temperatures at night, etc., as well. And it's the watering. It really is to get that to take up the calcium. Okay, so uh, low and slow. Yep, low <laughs> and slow, and don't wait till they look dry. Keep them evenly moist, right? And then also with zucchini and squash and any of those larger leafed plants, you're going to want to make sure that you're watering at the base of the plant, not on the leaves, so that you can no, avoid powdery mildew. Leaves. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> well thought, well done. Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, can I have one more question? Sure. Like, like that yellow bag, I've been putting some of them the, to patch up my lawn. Mm-hmm. That's great. You, you can, can use, use that yep. straight on, can you? Yep, absolutely. You can top dress your lawn with it's that. It's not too uh, rich then, eh? No, I it's don't perfect. Think so. No, yeah. just don't go too deep, too fast. Like, just keep adding. Kind of rake it in. Rake it yeah. in. Yeah. Well, I yep. can't, can't afford it. <laughs> that's perfect. If you kind of rake it in and go easy that way, that's pretty good for the lawn yeah. anyway, right? So. Exactly. Yeah. No, where the bare spots are, what I'm talking about, I put it in straight there and then I put the seed on top. Good idea. Yeah. I usually mix in my grass seed right away. When I'm doing that, I'll put some grass seed in a bucket with mm-hmm. the soil and spread it on, and that way it's got a bit of soil around the grass seed already. And then it, you do it all oh, in I one just, go. I That's just fine. rake it in. Oh, good. All right. And then I water it. Okay. 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 Good, That's good plan. Okay. All right. Thanks for Thank waiting there, much. Wally. Thank yeah. you. Have Bye. a good day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Great. Great calls, great questions. We're going to break for commercials. We'll be right back. A candlelight vigil is being held this evening for the mother and her daughter whose bodies were found in Kananaskis. The families of Jasmine Lovett and Aaliyah Sanderson are hoping the candles will be seen from Stony Trail and surrounding communities. Calgary Fire Department has control over three house fires in Arbor Lake. The blaze ripped through three homes and three cars. Firefighters are now investigating the cause. Only minor injuries have been reported. Calgary police are also investigating a suspicious death in the Hamptons this morning. CPS were called to a home in the Northwest community around 3 a.m. where they discovered a man in his 40s deceased. They believe the death is suspicious in nature and are now investigating. Partly cloudy with thunderstorms later this afternoon. Despite the rain, our high will be 21. Tonight, our low dropped down to 9 degrees, but you can expect those thunderstorms to carry out throughout the night. Tomorrow, mainly cloudy for a high of 18 degrees, and currently in Calgary, it's 15. Breaking news when it happens, our next scheduled update at 11 o'clock. I'm Ryan O'Donnell. Good morning. Happy Mother's Day edition of Let's Talk Gardening. My name is Joanna Chudy and I am joined today by Cass Smythe of the Calgary Horticultural Society. And Kathy, you have some news on some really awesome garden opportunities coming up. You want to well, share those Well, the with Master us? Gardeners Association of Alberta are running two events on the June 1st and 2nd, but the first one is here in Calgary. And okay. it is Sarah Williams. Nice. Amazing coming, author. Amazing yeah. author. And she's coming with Bernadette Van Gool. And the interesting thing, it's an all-day seminar session, and you get to go and hear Sarah talk about fruit, growing fruit in northern gardens. I'm in. Count me in. And Bernadette (laughs) is coming to talk about early Canadian roses. And oh my gosh, these two together, dynamite. And Sarah's going to finish the day off with talking about gardening naturally. Nice. So it'll be a really interesting day, and you bring your own lunch, and they will provide refreshments. Nice. And it comes and helps to know that you have to look it up on the Master Gardener Association okay. website. Okay, so people would look up Master Gardener Association and then 
go to the link for go the Go to the link for classes. it, and it's okay. June 1st, and it's at the Windsor Park community. Nice. I hope to. I hope I can make it. Oh, I'm trying. I've got to go. I really cool. want to go. Good, good. We All also right. have some classes coming up. Through well, the, you do. I do, yes. <laughs> yes. Hey, everyone listening, if you want to learn about how to maximize your growing space, we're going to be talking about square foot gardening, succession yes. planting, companion planting. At the Horticultural Society yep. office. Yep, and yeah. that's on uh, the 29th. It's a Wednesday from 7 to 9 p.m., so you'd register for that course uh, at, through CalHort. Yeah, calhort.org. Look at the what's happening, and mm-hmm. it will drop down, and you can register online. Yeah, you can come hang out with me, and we can talk gardening more right that's right and <laughs> you can go out and look at the square foot garden yeah. in our garden and yeah so you can talk gardening it'll be a little bit of lecture and then hands-on i myself i find i learn best when i actually get to do so i want to anyone and who we've comes got to lots of class. opportunity to do this. yes good yeah. <laughs> it's a great teaching space too yes it is that's awesome okay let's go to some calls we've got june waiting good morning june you want to good talk morning. about some junipers I've got a problem with junipers. They have grown so big. Now, can I take and trim them back or prune them back? Kath, you had a really cool cool saying. What do you say about pruning? When the lilacs are in bloom, you prune your evergreens. There you go. So you wait till wait. June, June. <laughs> you you <laughs> wait, until, wait till June to do them. <laughs> that's right. I mean, you could do a little bit of pruning now, but they tend to be really actively producing sap and that attracts ants and various things. So what you want to do is go in in June and start pruning them back and cleaning them up. And you just start and you don't cut straight across. You want to cut at diagonals. And if you look at your hand and the way that the fingers form a sort of a an arc, you want to go in and individually pull them back and prune them that way. But if you want to take whole branches off, go right to the main trunk and cut them off. Cut them off that way. That's right. And they're going to look okay? They're going to look fine, but just don't cut the green straight across because they'll brown off right into the next set of green. And you'll see kind of the stumps of the branches. That's right. They look a little rough. You want to do it like they let The way that they grow, they grow in layers. So Uh you want to pick them up and prune the layers. It's sort of like thinning your hair. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. I was told Thinning, that I not did, cutting, right? Just not cut them straight across. Don't yeah. cut them straight across, no. Okay, and I can cut them back quite a bit because they're about six feet tall. Wow, Hello? yes, you can cut them back a fair bit, but don't cut the crown right out. Like, you just want to thin them out and start working them on. Because if you just take the top out, you're going to have a bald spot in the middle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you just want to go at the angles and work the angles. Just gradually work them until they get down to where I want them. That's yep. right. Yep. But Don't, do it in June. Do it in June. Don't be vicious. <laughs> okay. When the lilacs are in bloom, prune. prune. <laughs> I love okay. it. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks You're so welcome. much, June. Have okay. a great day. Bye-bye. Wonderful. Okay, and then we've got time to chat with Bill about sweet potatoes. Good morning, Bill. Hi. Hi. <laughs> you got gifted something special. I got everything. I got <laughs> okay. roses and tribes and you name it. But All right. This one stumps me. Somebody gave me a plant in a one of those uh, that you get uh, flowers in. Okay. Anyway, it's a row. It's it's got a humongous sweet potato on it. It's got all kind of a real uh, all kind of a root system. But I hung it up in a tree. It's got, like, branches that are hanging down about three feet and a whole bunch of leaves on them. But there's only one great big sweet potato on it. (laughs) It's not going to grow anymore. i got to pull it up. Yes. But what about the rest? 
Hmm. <laughs> we're, we're conflicted <laughs> about telling people to plant sweet potatoes here. And, and why, why isn't it the best idea here? Well, the soil's not warm enough yet. Well, this must have been kept inside oh, all yeah. winter. Yeah. And yeah. are the leaves the triangle shape? Yeah. And are they dark green, light green, or are they variegated? Well, they're, 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 they just come out, so I guess they're going to turn green, real green, but they're kind of, ah. you know. It's hard to, you know, I hate to recommend, Bill, that you're going to get anything from it because yeah. nine times out of ten our soil is just too cool. Now, I don't know where the soil comes from. I don't, you know, I don't know anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just literally a potato that started to grow in the cupboard. And somebody gave it to you. Yeah. Ah. And, but it's, in, it's, it's in a hanging plant now, like a, a big uh, plant. <laughs> in a pot. Kind of viney. Yeah. 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 And it's, uh, I watered it a little bit, but uh, I got to pick that sweet potato up there. And I don't know if it'll produce any more or not. It won't produce many more potatoes. In fact, it's doubtful it will produce. It takes a really long time for them to produce. Mm-hmm. Oh. They need the right conditions. It is, I think it is possible here, but it's. I think there's a lot of tinkering. That you yeah, have to you do. have to yeah. play around yeah. with them a bit to get well, them to grow. I'll try to do something with it. <laughs> Make well, sure the soil's really got a bit of sand in it, though. Oh, yeah. It, yeah. it likes to spread out a bit, and it's yeah. it's one of those plants that likes the soil have a bit of sand, and that just seems to help it spread out and grow a little easier. And don't plant it upside down. But, you know, no, I, I shouldn't plant it over winter in the garden. Leave it in the garden, right? No, it it's subtropical, so it yeah, needs that, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. So. Yes. Okay, okay. I'll, I'll play with it. All right. <laughs> we anyway. we expect a report. Yeah. Maybe uh, like how it tasted. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. okay. Thanks, Thanks, Bill. Have a good day. Okay, bye. Wonderful. Okay, great. I think we're going to take a break for commercials, and we'll be back after that. Good morning. Thank you for joining us on Mother's Day. We have had so many good calls and so many good texts in. Uh, You can reach us at 403-974-8255. We do have some lines open and we're heading into the last few minutes of our show here. Um, So happy to have you with me, Kath. Thank you (laughs) for being here. Kath Smythe, you're all very lucky to have her brain to pick today. And I don't know about that. I'll just add a little bit here and there. (laughs) It's been fun. We do have a caller, uh, Margaret. We'll go to Margaret now. Good morning, Margaret. How are you? Good morning. I'm fine. Thank you. Great. What What are you doing in the garden these days? Well, we just finished power raking and aerating, so we're at the beginning and digging up the first bed. Mm -hmm. But my question is, Mm -hmm. um, soaker hoses, I heard Kath mention that just a few minutes ago. Yes. Mm -hmm. How or where do you buy or find a good, a decent soaker hose? That'll last. That'll last. And (laughs) that's that is the key. But good soaker hoses, I've seen actually I was at Spruce the other day and saw some that were not bad. Yeah, we've got good ones. And and there's there's some new ones on the market that are fabric, Mm -hmm. a softer fabric, and they expand and contract. Yeah, those ones are pretty those ones are pretty resilient. Yes, and they don't build up that hard water deposit. The big problem with with our hoses is especially soaker hoses, they build up a calcium deposit. 
Oh, in that's the, what, so it causes the, the, the holes to yeah, enlarge. To, that's right, say. and they fill up. So what I like to do is when I clean and pull my hoses, I try to get at least four years out of them. So I soak them with a little tiny bit of vinegar, and it mm-hmm. seems to clean the calcium out of them. Mm-hmm. In all of the greenhouses where they use drip irrigation, they blow out the irrigation so that that helps and they use a cleaning solution to get rid of it. So that's the reason they block up. So I I clean mine every year and I make sure they're emptied completely of all water and then I have a big old garbage can and I just soak them with a bit of vinegar and it seems to help. And I touch wood, I'm hoping to get five years out of this latest batch. Hey, that's pretty good for a sewer hose. I've had good luck with the fabric covered ones. uh, Yeah, and the fabric, I'm going to try two new fabric ones this year. Are the fabric ones the round ones that seep, or are they the true soaker hose? They're the true soaker yeah. hose. Oh, okay. I'll have to look into that because look. we've had all kinds, and they just we haven't been happy with them. But no, it's the it's the amount of money you spent on them that just blows yeah. me out away. But now, and I like to buy them in shorter lengths so they're easier to clean. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, that makes sense. You yeah. can always attach them. Right? Yeah, Take I just over. keep using links together, okay. and I use the, you know, the click, the hoses that click together, so it I just use the ends and stick them together, and they just seem to work just fine. But it's keeping the ends clean and keeping that calcium buildup down. Good, good. Okay, okay. I will definitely try it. Yeah, right Thank on. you very much, yeah, thanks, Thank you. Thanks for the call. All right. Bye-bye. 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 All right, let's go right away. We've got lots of good calls coming in. Oh. seeing some good text messages do you want to respond to any online here or on there not so far okay okay i'm following okay (laughs) we're gonna go to alex good morning alex how are you today great thank you good um i got actually have two questions one is uh i believe it's called black knot it's uh it's Mm. like a disease of the bark on a mayday tree yes Uh, um the tree was planted new about six years ago probably about eight, ten feet tall now. Yep. Um, it, online it says that uh, we should do, like, cut off the branches. It says uh, spring or fall. And I'm wondering, are we too late in the spring to do this now? Because the buds are coming out. Yeah, I don't, honestly, I don't think you're too late. And the, the trick with pruning out black knot, um, for, for listeners who don't know, black knot is a fungal um like attack on the tree and it's spread by air. The spores move through the air. So even if you kind of get, get after your tree and take care of them, which is a responsible thing to do, all it takes is a neighbor down the way or some city trees that haven't been treated and it'll be back. So it is something to be vigilant about. Um, black knot, you're going to want to make sure that you're disinfecting your pruning gear in between every single cut. Um, and yeah, we I think they kind of say like spring and fall because you can see where it is. Uh, before things leaf out, when once the leaves come out, it's a little harder to spot. But we've all seen it in the winter time. You look up and it looks like a burnt marshmallow on the end of the branches. <laughs> yeah. So it's just easier to spot it. Um, it's there. The spores are there year round. So I would say go ahead and do it before yeah. the flowers open. Yeah. Okay, great. Thank you. Last quick question is sure. how do I get rid of crabgrass in the lawn. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, that kind of comes back to really uh, choose a really good quality fertilizer like our Green It Up that we have down at uh, Spruce It Up Garden Center. It's got that high middle number, the phosphorus, which focuses on a really healthy root system. And when your roots are healthy, everything else kind of follows suit. 
Um, so that's uh, yeah, that's one way to do it. They take out. advantage of poor soil, yes. and they take advantage of unfertilized soil. And yep. the richer the soil, the sooner it'll move. Yep. They're so should we put compost on as a top dressing or just regular dirt? Uh, I think loam. Just a screen, go good down. screened loam. You yep. don't want to get it too too rich, but yep. get it in there and do use the green it up. Great. Thank you yeah. very much. Okay. Bye. Thanks for the call, Alex. Have a good day. Great. Okay, we have, let me just check in where we're at. We have time for a text message uh, response here. Again, about the potatoes. We've got lots going on with potatoes. Oh, we sure um, do. Okay, so let's just recap on potatoes. I'm not going to run through the text message, but they're dealing with the scab and they're dealing with all the stuff in the soil. So for those of us who are planting potatoes or already have them in or worried about our soil, we're going to rotate where we plant them. We're going to keep away from the manure. That's right. What else would you say, Kath? What else? Is there anything I'm missing? What else well, should we do? Well, the other thing is that people water differently with okay. potatoes and they don't think they get, once they get that big green lush growth, they think they're not needing to water as much. Okay. So and then that introduces... Consistent yeah. moisture. Okay. And, and the thing is that if we're not keeping the soil healthy and mm-hmm. reasonably moist, mm-hmm. you end up with these... Problems. And one of the things I noticed here, he said that he had trouble with his Yukon gold and they went mushy. Yes. And that's usually an indication of the soil being just a little too wet. Okay. So you've got to pick and choose your watering. Find that balance. You've got to find that. And it's like when you're showing someone how to water a tree in a pot. Yes. You know, you stand and you water. You don't water the crown, you water the edges. Yep. Because then the moisture goes up through the sides of the pot and the surface roots are fed at the same time. Okay, so we can do the same for That's our right. potatoes. Awesome. The okay. Brits have a, set, a expression. I Another one of mine. If you take care of the edges, the middle takes care of itself. Okay, so you come <laughs> from outside and you move to the center. That's I like right. It. All right, we're going to take our last commercial break. We'll be right. We'll be back right after this. Good morning. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. My name is Joanna and I'm here with Kath Smythe. We are just having a grand old time today in the booth. Um, Thank you everybody for all your happy Mother's Day wishes. It's been so nice to start our, to kick (laughs) off our Mother's Day with you. It's been really good. Um, We both love talking about gardening. So it's It's a fun way to spend the morning. Yeah, it is. It is. We've got one last caller here, Shirley. Let's go right to Shirley. Good morning, Shirley. Well, good morning to you, and thank you for your your show. It's wonderful. Yeah. I love it. Thanks for calling thank in. You. What can we help you with? Uh, I hope you can. I have those. Uh-oh. <laughs> Join the club. I've had them, like, years and years ago, and I thought we got, I got rid of them when we had the flood here. I'm in High River. Oh. But those little nasty things, actually, they look worse this year than last year, so... I kind of need some help. I don't know what to do. <laughs> and where where are they a problem for you? Are they up in your shrubs, in the lawn, everywhere? They're on at the base of the house and then underneath my walkway. Okay. Oh, they found so a place to they're live. Living. Yeah, yeah, they they have moved in, and until you um, eradicate them from their home, there they're gonna continue to reproduce and eat and hang out in your property. Right. So now, I do have a lawn care company that comes every year to fertilize my lawn four times a year and stuff. Mm-hmm. So they, I think they're loving my lawn. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's a really good fresh green food source for them. So they're yeah. yeah. So uh, they suggested the lawn care company suggested getting these things that look like sticks of dynamite and you smoke them out. <laughs> yeah, there there are products you can use. Yes. Um, again, at the garden center, there's <clears throat> excuse me, there's a few things that you can check out. Um, 
I'm not a big proponent of of killing things, well, but they do kind of chase them out of the hole there. Um, and how yeah. close is the sidewalk to your house? Uh, like a few feet. Okay. It's, I have a really small yard. So. Okay. The only thing about those giant destroyers, the sticks of dynamite thing, is it says very clearly on the packaging, do not use near structures. Mm. So okay. too close I, to the house. it's too close to the house, I, ho- I think. Um, and because of the Birds of Prey Act, you cannot poison them and they won't take, they won't take poison bait anyway. But right. traps with peanut butter, they will go to. There you go. And that will help to eradicate some of the population. And really and truly, it's maybe getting some gravel and putting it around the edge of the sidewalk. Yeah, give them something that they can't readily dig back through again, like like the gravel or even like you can work. Um, I've used like steel wool and yes. stuff, sho- like yeah. fill the hole with things that they can't easily, that, okay. they, don't, that they don't like the feel of yeah. and touch. And peanut butter? And Just peanut butter in the traps. In the traps. <laughs> it works like a darn. Yeah. Oak in the tracks. What do you trap. mean? Oh, trap. T-R-A-P. Trap. Oh. <laughs> yeah, to get them out of there. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So and and usually traps because yeah. how far, like... Right near the entrances and exits, and they will go to that. Okay. And then usually what I do is I buy the three-pack or the six-pack, and I'm a little squeamish, so I won't undo the trap and reset them. So I just put them in the garbage. Okay, and they are bull traps. Well, yep. they're actually small mouse traps. You get the smallest one. They're oh, not okay. that. They're not that different in size, so yeah. they'll work for both. Yeah. Okay, and and I had heard and I tried juicy fruit gum. Yes. Oh. Yeah. It's new chop to it me. up really, really fine, and then they chew that, and it gets all gummy. I've heard that too, but I don't know how successful it is. Well, I've tried that, but I haven't seen if it's working or not. Well, you see, the thing with voles are they are nocturnal. Right. They work at night. They're shy, so you don't really ever see them other than you startle them in the middle of the lawn in the early hours of the morning. Right. But really and truly, they're there because the grass is lush and green, and that's what they're wanting. Oh, those little brats. Yeah, they are. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay, thanks, Shirley. Good luck. Good luck. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, wow. Well, if it's not voles or aphids or birch leaf miner or... Black knot. (laughs) Yeah, black knot, oyster shell scale... We like, solved a lot today. Though. We're a resilient group, us gardeners. We hey? are, and I'm really we just glad keep on going. <laughs> I'm really glad everyone has tuned pocket in. Pocket gophers and pocket gophers. Oh. There you go. Those as well. Watch your ankles. That's when like you're that's like the field. Yeah. Well, pocket gophers are like having <laughs> Bugs Bunny in your yard. <laughs> they take out the root system. Yes, they do. They do. <laughs> um, one day we should have somebody on the show who really knows about pests and how to how to invite them elsewhere. Right? Yeah. Move I mean, them on. Yeah. Somebody who specializes in that. That's a note for Merle for next time. Um, thank you so much, everybody. This has been a fantastic show, and we look forward to doing this again. Hey, Kath? I do. Okay. <laughs> right on. Okay. Well, that's that's it for Let's Talk Gardening. Thanks again to all you awesome listeners and to the folks who called in um, and to all of our landscape clients who are listening. Big nod to you guys. Thanks so much for your support. Have a great week. Partly cloudy and 15 degrees in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Ryan O'Donnell. At least one person is dead after an incident east of Edmonton. There are little details, but RCMP said in a news release that a pedestrian was hit by a...